Blade fake. Beathard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. Fifty-six yarder. It's got no. Does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh my God! Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Don't miss a thing from the world of college football. Stay right here for College Gridiron on WFUV Sports. What is going on, everyone? I am Danny Scott. This is another episode of College Gridiron, joined today by Will Talon and Taylor Massetta. And guys, last week lived up to the hype. It was an absolutely insane weekend of college football. There is so much to discuss. Rankings are all over the place right now. But before we get into everything, how are we doing today? D. Scott, I'm doing great. It was a big week, like you said. It was an absolutely big week. A lot of people were saying it's an all-time week. That's how big it was. Tennessee taking down Alabama. The goalposts also coming down uh, at Rocky Top. But it was just a fun week for college football. I can't wait to unpack it with you both. Yeah, any week where Bama loses is a good weekend for me. So crazy games all around. Like I just, I kept, I was like refreshing Twitter, and there was something new happening every single second. So like I literally cannot wait to dive deep into this. And hey, Michigan won this weekend. I'm happy. I'm really happy. Yeah, you guys, you guys mentioned it. Four top ten teams lose this week. That's unheard of in the realm of college football. And you guys both brought up this first game I want to discuss. And I know our friend Keenan Troy is absolutely ecstatic. Number six, Tennessee, beats number three, Alabama, 52-49. Game-winning field goal. The field goals go not even off the field, out of the stadium, into a river, into some frat houses. It was just madness at Rocky Top. Hendon Hooker, very, very gutsy performance, 385 yards and five touchdowns. What are you guys' thoughts on this one? How how big of implications does this game have on the college football playoff? Uh, you know, Danny, it's very interesting because Alabama always been the powerhouse. Is this the time where they're going to slow it down a little bit? I don't know, because you look at Bryce Young, you you want to take Bryce Young, just him individually. He didn't play that bad either. No, 35 I mean, for 52, 455 yards. He only had two touchdowns, but I still have a lot of faith in this Alabama team. This is definitely probably one of their bigger losses in the last few years. I would say this this year, obviously that's, that's their first loss, but in the last few years, this was probably one of the bigger upsets you could call in college football. Um, Tennessee really, really impressive. They're what now three? They're Which third they, in the country. They flip flopped. Alabama went to they six. Went, mm-hmm. Tennessee, I have Tennessee thoughts on that. <laughs> Implications for the college football playoff? Maybe this could be very, very uh, telling for how how selection day is going to go. However, it's I think honestly it's just going to be a game where we're going to look back and it's like wow yeah remember when that happened. But somehow Alabama is going to find a way to get back in there and maybe even get back on top. Yeah, I'm kind of kicking myself because I hate to say it, but I literally lost faith in the last minute when I saw Alabama was like setting up for a field goal with like 30 seconds to go. I was like, it's over. They're going to get lucky again. And I was just so mad. And then I was talking to Maddie Bamonte like 20 minutes later and she looks at me and she's like, Tennessee won. And I was like, what? (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God, like finally. So I was just. 
I was fro because you've seen Bama has come so close to losing and then just like gets super lucky in the last quarter. Like you saw it against Texas when they won twenty to nineteen. I just figured it would be the same thing over again. But I mean, Tennessee pulled it off. It was a forty-yard field goal as the time expired, which is honestly insane. Like it's just so exciting to see. Like it's been like what fifteen years of losing since the Bama. Two thousand six. This cool. was oh. Tennessee's there first win against Alabama since two thousand six. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, yeah. goal Vols. <laughs> Another game for them, Danny. I, I look at that Ole Miss game because there's a legit chance that Alabama wins out, and this is their game that it's it's going to hold them back. They're probably not going to finish number one now, but that Ole Miss game, I think, decides the fate for this Alabama Crimson Tide. If they can beat Ole Miss, I think all all is well. There's not going to be a shock, but if Ole Miss comes out on top and they continue to have the dominant stretch that they're having – this could signal the end for Alabama. I just I don't see it quite happening yet. Well, the the thing that I'll tell you about Alabama football is they they aren't going to go away. They're still, regardless of what happens this year, they're still going to play in a New Year's Six Bowl next year. They'll probably open up as the number one team in the country. It's just it's Alabama football, but they have some very very big scares this year. I mean, twenty to nineteen win over Texas. 24 to 20 win over a bad Texas A&M team, and then a loss to Tennessee. And the the teams that they've beat up on, Utah State, who cares? University of Louisiana Monroe, who cares? Vanderbilt, who cares? A decent win against a decent Arkansas team. I wouldn't say a good Arkansas team, but this Alabama team. What's scary about them is their best players aren't playing like their best players. I mean, Bryce Young, sure, 455 yards, two touchdowns. But only an 89 QBR. You expect him to be right. way better than that. And also, you look at a guy like Will Anderson, who's the pretty much at this point the consensus number one pick. He was non-existent in this game. Three total tackles, only one solo. Didn't have a sack. Half a tackle for loss. This is a guy that you expect to be an absolute game wrecker, and this is a game that you expect him to really show out in that. Especially this top-tier opponent, blah, 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 all this stuff. Alabama, I wouldn't say they laid an egg. However, you know, that loss to Tennessee hurts them a lot, especially when it comes to playoffs. This makes me think that it's going to be only one SEC team this year because Georgia and Tennessee are going to play this year. And, and we'll talk a little bit more about that when we get later down the road. However, you got two teams in the SEC East, so only one of them is going to make it. And unless Alabama stomps Georgia or Tennessee again in that SEC championship, I really don't see a route for Alabama at this point, especially if they lose to Ole Miss. That'll pretty much mark, or not pretty much, it will mark the end of their season. But this is an absolutely huge win for Tennessee. It feels like 98. Um, Endon Hooker is playing out of his mind, looks like a Heisman candidate. And then transitioning to another game that we saw maybe a potential Heisman candidate, that's number 20 Utah over number 7 USC, 43-42. And Cam Rising played nuts 415 passing yards two passing touchdowns 60 rushing yards three rushing touchdowns and the game-winning two-point conversion with under a minute left this Utah team I've been out on them I've been in on them I can't really get a read because they'll go and lose to some random school and then they'll go and beat the number seven team in the nation yeah for sure and I feel like I don't know a small part of me has been feeling like USC was gonna fall soon so I'm not surprised it's to the Utes. I mean, they had that loss against Florida earlier in the season, and I think people kind of counted them out a little bit after that. But 
they're they always find their way back to the Pac-12 championship. So I had faith in this team. I wouldn't I, say always. In the last five years, it's been iffy, yeah. but it, historically, yeah. They were strong last year, so I was kind of like see, like thinking like, oh, it's probably going to repeat this year. So they've been a little up and down, but first, like. I mean, against USC, I don't know. It was it was very it was a close call for me, like going in, but I wasn't surprised when they pulled out on top. Yeah, and for the Utes, Danny, you bring up a good point. The, I I wouldn't be too sold on them either. You look at the rest of their schedule. Washington State needs to be a W. Arizona, Stanford, Oregon, Colorado. I think there's a legit possibility they l- will lose one of those games. It you look at Oregon and you instantly think, yeah, that that'll probably be the team that they could potentially lose to but I, I don't know the, the way that they've been playing I feel like any one of those teams has a chance at pulling off some kind of an upset for Utah and it's really going to hurt them but to flip it to be a little more positive because this was a big week for the Utes they take down Lincoln Riley's USC Trojans that was unbelievable unbelievable watch it knocked USC five spots down to 12 7 to 12 that's that's really that's a big jump and something that, you know, you look at USC, and they really just they haven't been able to get back to that that uh, the, the Reggie Bush, the Reggie the Bush Matt era. Leonard era. A- exactly. They haven't been able to get back to that since then. And this loss just it it, it kind of just adds to that case. Kind of exposes them a little bit. For 100%. sure. And you know the thing was is we talked about it last week. Um I was saying, you know, they haven't really played anyone. I still picked USC to win, however, because you look at what this team is, the the pieces that they have, but they hadn't really played anyone, and they had a, a close call against a bad Oregon State team, uh, and, and realistically, they had multiple chances to win this game. Caleb Williams played great, uh, five touchdowns, I believe 381 yards, but this schedule for USC gets a lot easier. They go to Arizona, who's terrible, versus Cal, versus Colorado. And then the last two games of the year are, are, are really tough. they got to go to UCLA, granted, same city, blah, 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 and then home against Notre Dame. And I know Notre Dame's not very good this year. However, that is always a very, very good game, no matter who is ranked, who's winning. It's arguably, a, I would say, a top three rivalry in college football. So that scares me a little bit if you're USC, those last two games of the year, still trying to make the college football playoffs. Absolutely, Dan. It's just that I feel like this happens every year. This team, though, and you can debate this, I think this team is a little better than teams that we've seen recently. I think a lot of that has to do with Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley. 100%. It's got everything to do with that. You bring in a guy like Jordan Addison, you bring in Travis Dye from Oregon, both. I mean, Jordan Addison was the Bolitnikoff Award winner last year, best receiver in the nation. Travis Dye was an animal before he got hurt. He was the reason Oregon beat... Uh, Ohio State a year ago. Right. So, what's what's the problem then? Why why can't they get back to the Matt Liner Reggie Bush era? Is what what is it? Is it a vibe thing? What what's um, in the air down there? I mean, they maybe just, they can't they can't get it done. I'm thinking it's probably maybe taking a little. It'll take a little time for Lincoln Riley to fully like get in there. Of and course, yeah. you can see like really how much they've improved since last year. Like they were four and eight last year, yeah, right. and now right. they're they're just coming off of being undefeated. So I feel like just like as soon as he gets a little more acquainted with the team and the players, 
I think they should maybe reach those levels again. It might take a little bit of time. I mean, you see a lot of these coaches are coming in, and it's taking a while. Like, you see with Notre Dame, with Marcus Freeman. Like, mm-hmm. they're still trying to get back to where they used to be. So, I think just, like, let give it time to, like, develop, and maybe they'll get back there in, like, a year or two. But, I mean, I'm after seeing this year how much better they're doing compared to last year's season, I, I have faith. I think they, they're looking pretty strong. It's very encouraging. It's just there's something about it. Every time that I sit down and watch college football and I see – USC just doing USC this was a USC loss in my opinion this was something that they would do no matter who's there for how long they've been there this was just a game that when at the end it was like yeah wow USC really should have won this game but they found a way to lose and it may be surprising AP poll wise but it's like how surprising is it really they need they just I I like what you said Taylor they they, it's going to take time obviously but it's going to be interesting how they're going to close out this this year with the teams that they have to play. So I've been a big proponent on you can't take that much stock in a first-year head coach. I think Lincoln Riley changes that idea a little bit because he's been a head coach. Still, he is taking over a program that his guys aren't fully there yet. So I think this is honestly probably about right where they should be. You know, finishing relatively in the top 10 top 15 this year I think is an, a massive win if you're a USC fan however you look you brought in Lincoln Riley to win national championships he did bring some of his guys he brought most of his coaching staff I think if you're a USC you're you're happy with how this season goes if you're not in that playoff contention next year towards the end of the year I think you start questioning is USC curse what's the deal do we need a better head coach than Lincoln Riley which there's not many Um, but I think USC is is in a good spot moving forward in the future they're still going to have another year of Caleb Williams Jordan Addison will probably be gone this year I think I believe he's a junior Um, but I think USC is in a good spot moving forward and another team that uh had a crazy, crazy win this week was the TCU Horn Frog. They beat Oklahoma State 43-40 in double overtime. This game was just insane. Max Duggan is legit, and I'm very, very high on TCU this year. I'm really yeah. liking TCU. I don't know if you guys saw the meme video edit that they made to Crazy Frog on Twitter. Made me a TCU fan. It was like one of the funniest things <laughs> I've seen all weekend. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even see that, but I... I, I got to check it out because this game was, this game was insane. The fact that this team is six and zero and they're eighth in the AP poll. I don't want to spoil it because we're going to talk about it. But the TCU Wait, you're spoiling <laughs> it four days after it came out. Yeah, well, that's true. The TCU Horn Frogs though are eighth in the AP rankings. That's insane. Who would have uh, saw this coming before that's what the I'm season? Saying. That's like, what it's I'm crazy. saying. They, I believe, they were projected to finish dead last in the Big Twelve. Oh my God! Were they really? They entering this year, TCU was was not projected to do good. I think they really kind of looked at themselves in the mirrors this year, and, and really decided that they were going to take it seriously. And I believe this team had a lot of talent going into the year. I think they just weren't kind of getting to that point where they were tapping into it. And I think whatever whatever they did this off season, it really really worked for them. And this team is beating very very good teams. Oklahoma State is a very very good team. Kansas was a good team. They beat a ranked Oklahoma team. And then this week they got another massive test against Kansas State, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, they're beating, like you said, Dan, they're just beating good teams. The fact that they're coming in and beating good teams is like, wow. Kansas is another is another example, too. Kind of like uh, 
uh, TCU here beating good teams. And um, it's just surprising when you look at these football programs that just don't have those projections that that they're showing right now. 6-0 and for the TCU Horn Frogs. And Kansas State, like you said too, Dan, that's going to be an even bigger test than last week in my opinion. Yeah, well, the good news about TCU is I feel like they have one team roughly every 10 to 20 years that's really good. Last time we saw it, and I've said this multiple times, last last time we saw it was Andy Dalton, and now it looks like Max Duggan is, is that next, I wouldn't say great TCU quarterback, but good TCU quarterback. He does exactly what you ask him to do, and he goes out and wins football games. And uh, I'll let Taylor really discuss this one, but number five, Michigan, takes it to number 10, Penn State, 41-17. And it was just the running game of Michigan. They just absolutely dominated it on the ground. I never lost faith in this team. I was on 101 this past weekend, and Eli Keeler was trying to convince me that Michigan were frauds, and they proved this weekend that they are a playoff-caliber team. I mean, they their offense just looked so much stronger than Penn State. And I've been saying this all year. I've been feeling like PSU was overranked. They haven't played nearly as strong opponents as some of the other people in the Big Ten. So I was really surprised to see. I wasn't surprised they were top 25, but I was surprised to see top 10. But Michigan really kind of just put all those rumors to bed. And I was very, very excited to see them just really just dominate. Over the second like second half of the game, they were just like throwing touchdowns left and right. It was just so awesome to watch. And yeah, go Blue. They had almost 300 more yards on the ground than they did in the air. J.J. McCarthy didn't really have to do much to to blow away Penn State whatsoever. Donovan Edwards, Blake Corum, over 150 yards each, 173 for Edwards and 166 for Corum. That's that's insane. That That's just insane. They had two touchdowns each, and uh, McCarthy didn't even throw a touchdown. <laughs> he threw one pick. It was uh, like you said, Dan. It was all about the running game, obviously. Though when you look at those numbers, that's that's very lethal, and that's going to be very very scary for uh, anybody who's going to have to play them in the playoffs. They're going to have a good rush defense if that's going to be the case moving forward. Seven and zero too. Seven and zero. Love to see it. The what Michigan did very 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 well in this game is they just dominated the possession of the football. They thwomped. Penn State in the time of possession battle 41 56 to 1804. They just ran the ball down their throats, and Corum and Edwards are the two running backs to do that. And and maybe in all of college football, they're very, very good, have a very, very good offensive line. And this team, Michigan, you know, I'm not gonna say they're frauds, um, but I also feel like they're a team that hasn't had a real test yet. I think Penn State was very, very much overranked. And the last game of the season, I think, by far is going to be the biggest tell on what this Michigan team is at Ohio State, at the Horseshoe. That's going to be a good one to watch in the coming weeks. Uh, But just real quick, a couple little quick hitters. Number 18, Syracuse beats number 15, NC State, 24-9. And, you know, Devin Leary wasn't in this one for NC State. Garrett Schrader played good, not great, 210 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Um but Syracuse is a very, very fun team to watch this year, and they got kind of a, a decent little test coming up against Clemson this week, but uh, we'll talk about that one later. Any any thoughts on this one? I'm just uh, so excited to see Syracuse doing well. I feel like it's been a while since we've seen this, and they're undefeated still. Like, that's crazy to me. Yeah, undefeated still. 6-0. and 
definitely a big test. I would say the next, you could say five games, really. You, Clemson, Notre Dame, Pitt maybe, Florida State, and Wake Forest. So it's a good run right now for Syracuse, but how many how many games of that stretch do you really think they can pull out? Honestly. Uh, that's a, well, we'll talk about Clemson. Uh, honestly, anyone at this point can beat Notre Dame. I'm so fed up with that team. Um, <laughs> uh, that's still, that's still a tough game. Notre Dame's defense is one of the best in the country. It's just, we can't move the ball to uh, save our lives. Um, Pitt, you know, they started the year. All right. Kind of shaky. Florida state's good. Uh, and Wake Forest is very good. I think uh, I see a, a complete realm where they go 5-0 and in those next five, and I see a complete realm where they go 0-5 in those next five. Really? There's no in-between? No, whatsoever. there's absolutely in-between. So, yeah, but, what do you think? But I, I, I probably, realistically, 3-2. and two. Okay. Yeah, I feel like it'll probably be split down the middle. Like, I don't want to say their time is coming, but, I mean, Clemson just, like, lur- lurking this weekend is, like, giving me a little pause. But, hey, I mean, Syracuse has taken down some really strong teams this year. I mean, Purdue, that's always... They squeaked out a win there. I was just—I couldn't believe they beat NC State. I just didn't feel like I even saw that coming because NC State's just always proved time and time again they're pretty—they're a pretty good football team. But I'm just—I guess Syracuse just played better. It was not having Devin Leary, and I picked—I picked NC State to win. I thought it was going to be a very close game, and it it was relatively close. But without the starting quarterback, that's a a really, really big loss to NC State, and he's done for the year. So that kind of sucks. But another team that's kind of getting back on the right track, not having their quarterback against South Carolina, and that's uh, the Kentucky Wildcats. They win against number 16, Mississippi State, 27-17. Will Levis is back, and he is my top quarterback going into next year's draft. Uh, 230 yards, a touchdown, an interception, only 23 pass attempts. I don't think you take much stock in that game, but getting your bona fide leader back on the field uh, and having him healthy and then you got Chris Rodriguez running for 297 yards and two touchdowns this just looked like I wouldn't say dominant because they only won by 10 points but it felt like they were in control of this game the entire time yeah definitely Will Levis you know you mentioned him obviously the leader of this team but you got to really highlight Chris Rodriguez he almost had 200 rushing yards that's going to carry you all the way through for any game that you play and then they they had, let's see, yeah, they had the ball for almost 20 more minutes. You brought that up on one of one of the shows that we did, Dan, how important time of possession is in football, but in college football, too. It was obviously on gridiron. You have the ball for 20 more minutes than your opponent. You got you to gotta do something with that, and they clearly did. And it was a good, I, I, you could say it was a good win to get this Kentucky team back on track, because this was a team that was top 10 not too long ago and now they dropped their last two big and... like big drops though yeah. significant drops but um you know i just think i think kentucky's a good football team i think you know they're really really on that right track of becoming a powerhouse in the sec and you i mean you could say that just about any sec team but i feel like kentucky more than anyone is starting to really change that culture around but I think that's enough about last week's games. Let's talk a little bit about these rankings. Ohio State retains number one. Ohio or Georgia retains number one. Ohio State retains number two. Tennessee jumps over Michigan and Clemson to number three. Michigan stays up or Michigan moves up back to number four. Clemson drops back to number five. 
Alabama at six, Ole Miss seven, TCU eight, UCLA nine, Oregon ten. And I really don't have many issues with this. I think that's pretty much the top ten teams in the nation. I personally feel like, I don't know if this is going to be unpopular or not, I feel like Tennessee should be the number one team in the country. From what I've seen, I think... I mean, I still That's feel like scorching. I know. Well, here's my here. Here's my thing. Tennessee has just looked so ridiculously strong this year, and so is Georgia. But I I keep thinking about that Missouri game and the Kent State game where Georgia did look a little bit shaky. Like if you're being led by Mizzou at the half. That's a little worrying for me personally, and I just feel like Tennessee, you're just hearing every single week how strong they're looking. I don't know. Even if it was just like for one week or two weeks, I feel like they should be number one, and I really hope they're – I really think they can make the playoff this year. There's one team that I want to see get a little more love. They have. This week they did get more love, but that's Ole Miss. They're, nah, get the heck out of here. Facts. Get the heck out of here. Facts. I just – I can't really give Who you Who has Ole Miss any, played? I'm, I'm getting into that. I'm getting into it, Dan. <laughs> They haven't played anybody. They and haven't they played anybody. They aren't going to play anyone besides Alabama but, this year. Okay, that's fair. They went up two spots, but this team is so like I, I just don't know what it is. There, I just gravitate towards them. I they continue to put up big W's. Now, last week was not a huge W. It could have been a lot bigger than what it was. Same against Vanderbilt. How are you letting Vanderbilt score twenty eight points against you? That could be one of the uh, reasons that they get held back a little bit. But I really think if Alabama has a good like next couple weeks and Ole Miss comes in and beats them and beats them well too, this Ole Miss team really needs to be looked at and and it needs to be said, yeah, maybe maybe we should bump them up a little bit. They did go up two spots. They went from nine to seven. But there's just something about this Ole Miss team. Can't really put my finger on it, but I can tell you right now, I just like them. I want to see how how they go and they can if they continue to win. I want to see them get a little more love. Yeah, and I feel like I'm looking at the Ohio State schedule also, and I feel like they haven't really played too many teams. They've only played unranked teams leading up to their game against Iowa next weekend, and they're unranked also. I mean, I feel like their biggest win this year is Notre Dame, but like we've seen how Notre Dame is playing, so I'm just kind of confused on how they're number two. Like I feel like I've seen more impressive wins like from like teams that are ranked a little bit lower. But I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's Ohio State. Yeah. They're going to get those votes. But I, I want to see them up against some tough teams. I'm really looking forward to their Penn State game and the Michigan game. But they, I feel like they just have an easier schedule compared to a lot of these other teams that are ranked below them. So, first of all, here he goes. Will, you're insane. Here he uh, goes. Ole Miss is, is nuts. And the reason why Ohio State is good is because if you look at their schedule, even though they haven't necessarily played the toughest schedule – they have dominated in every single win that they have. 45-12 Arkansas State, 77-21 Toledo, 52-21 Wisconsin, 49-10 Rutgers, 49-20 Michigan State. Sure, none of those teams moved the needle, and a 21-10 win over what we presumed was a very good Notre Dame team at the time, but every single one of those wins has been absolutely dominant. There's never been a, a sliver of a doubt that they were going to lose any of those games. And historically, Ohio State is very good. We know the players that they have on this roster. I mean, between C.J. Stroud, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Travion Henderson, and that's just the biggest three-headed monster in all of college football. And then you look at Georgia, who is currently the reigning national champion, has a very, very good roster. A couple of close calls, sure, but... A 49-3 win over a top-10 team in the nation. And then, you know, the rest of the teams, you can kind of 
kind of right off about, I do agree with you, T- Taylor, that I think Tennessee is very, very good. However, that Georgia team, the defense is just so suffocating, and Ohio State is is gnarly. They're very, very good <laughs> football gnarly. team. Um, Ole Miss, I think that's that's wild that you think that. Oh yeah, but my reasoning is just so like bland though. <laughs> it's just kind of straight based on vibes. It's like I just want to see it. I just want to see it happen. It's. I can't really. I, get I just, no, I get that though. I get that. I yeah, always feel like I can't help but like Ole Miss. I think I don't know if I like Lane Kiffin or not. I just think he's funny. But I'm always. I feel like I always end up kind of rooting for them. Although yeah. I was, I will admit, I was kind of hoping Vanderbilt would pull off the upset because I thought it would be funny. But see, but that's, they did that's not. the problem though. That's that's the thing. They gave up. Like the teams ahead of them slaughtered Vanderbilt. Mm. That's why Ole Miss won't get the love because they that's don't not, show that's that. That's not why. Because they why, they only beat, they only beat Troy by 18 points. They only beat Tulsa by a touchdown. That's what I'm saying. They're not dominating enough. Yes, and that's why I think it's absolutely insane that you think they should be higher than seven. I said there should be, there could be a chance. Uh, I think they can do it. <laughs> not saying they will do it. I think. But I think the uh, Alabama game. To me, is the most important for them. I'm excited I, for that. I'm excited could, for that. I could very easily see them losing to LSU this week. I could very easily see them losing to Texas A&M, and I would guarantee they're going to lose to Alabama. Okay, we'll just have to watch it unfold. <laughs> but uh, uh, with with this crazy conversation that we're having right now, <laughs> talking it. about Tennessee being one and Ole Miss being higher than seven, they shouldn't even be seventh. Um, <laughs> Hey, Tennessee who, has dominating wins too. Who who do we who do we see getting into the playoff? Give us give us your four teams. Look at some schedules. Blah blah blah. Where where do we see this ending up? Will we'll we'll start with you. Well, first two I think are locks. I think Georgia and Ohio State. You brought it up, Dan. You put you put up seventy seven points, and then you continuously put up forty five plus every single game you play. You're gonna make it into the playoff no matter who you play. Georgia reigning champs. Um, they're one, number one right now through seven weeks. Don't really see too much changing there. Um, uh, honestly, the biggest change I could see is Michigan. I could see uh, – yeah, I, I know you don't like it, Taylor. Oh. But I could see this Michigan team kind of, like, faltering at the end. Ohio State is that good that they may really, like, dominate this Michigan team. And that could set them back a little bit. And – Clemson, Clemson's a maybe to me. I don't even. I, they're seven and zero. They were four last week. They just they just traded places with Michigan. I genuinely think this Alabama team will find a way to get in. So if I if I'm gonna give you the four right now, I would go Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, and I think Alabama eventually. There's does no that's get absolutely to the spot. That's I do. absolutely absurd. There's yep. there Let's there is it. a Let's negative talk. chance that that happens, Mister Will Talent, because Georgia and Tennessee play this year. So right. there there's one of them is going to get in, one of them's not. Whoever wins the SEC championship is going to get in, and the only way Alabama gets in is if they win the SEC championship. A two-loss Alabama team doesn't make the playoff. I know, but who's saying other than you that they're going to lose two games? <laughs> a lot of people they they already lost to Tennessee and I think if you I know a lot of people are I'm saying that they may not they may be okay. this, this could have been just the bump in the road you and can, then everyone if gets you, all hot and heavy and if then you take out if you Nick take out Tennessee, Young. if you take out Tennessee 
or Georgia, I say sure. No shot, three SEC teams. And that, it, it'll never happen. Yeah, that's obviously like, yeah. But why not throw a hot take out there and just go for <laughs> it? Because it's just go for it. It's not even hot. It, it's it's <laughs> Im- unimaginable. It's a, it's a, it is unimaginable. It is unimaginable. I can't even say the word. Unimaginable. <laughs> Thank you. But why not? Let's just put it out there, Dan. Let's just put it out there. We're because manifesting it. We're manifesting it. We can put Clemson. Fine. We can sure. put Clemson at four. Sure. Clemson. We'll put Clemson at four. I just I don't see a world in this season where Alabama misses the playoffs. Is there a world? Yeah, 100%. You're clearly living in it. I I know you are. <laughs> um, I just I um I, I there's just something about them, Dan. There's just something about them. I want. I could see them like recovering from this loss and actually like being Alabama. I know they could. They're. They're. We're talking about how they're dead. They're obviously not as talented they're, as they they have been in recent years. Their their num- The consensus overall consensus number one pick is not playing like the overall number one pick. But he's not even playing like a first rounder. There you go. <laughs> but still, just roll tide. Just roll tide, Dan. Uh. Taylor, let's see if you can follow that up with something uh, realistic. <laughs> okay. Well, I say Georgia, absolutely. I I feel like they're going to make it no matter what. I feel like I am just so torn because I hate to say it, Will, but I agree with you about Michigan. They need to beat Ohio State in this game if they want to make the playoff. Mm-hmm. That's my big thing. So I feel like it's going to be – here's my thing. If – Michigan loses to Ohio State, they're probably out of the playoff. If Ohio State loses, I feel like they still have a chance. So that's why I'm putting Ohio State in my top four. Michigan, oh man, I really hope, I really, I feel like it just comes down to that game. They've got to win that game against Ohio State if they want to get in. I mean, they've looked so strong this year, but I just, yeah, I don't know. And then I think I still have... Dan, you're going to be mad at me. I still have my money on Tennessee. I feel like I see them. It's just not possible. I know. know. It is logistically impossible for both Georgia and Tennessee to get in. Oh, I mean, maybe we'll see Tennessee upset Georgia. I mean, I don't don't know. I don't know because I feel like kind of similar to that. Like if Tennessee upset Georgia, will that drop Georgia out of that top four? I don't know. I think we got kind of got to wait and see. But right now that's my top four. Okay. Maybe Clemson Clemson on the outside looking in. Clemson five. Sheesh! This is this is <laughs> utter utter madness right now. Georgia finishes one. Ohio State finishes two. I think uh, the winner of the Pac-12 and the winner of the Big 12 get in. Oh, I, I really? see. I, TCU I, playoff run. I could see TCU. Wow. Making it, and I could see UCLA making it. I think UCLA. Okay, UCLA. I well, think is. I think that's a fair take. I think that's UCLA, a very fair take. Chip TCU, Kelly is though? a very, very good coach. TCU is the highest-ranked Big 12 team, and they keep winning big games, Will. I know William. they – I know. D. Scott, I know. But I just don't – I, I don't, don't see them – I don't see that happening. I don't, see, I don't see Clemson coming out unscathed. I think they drop a game this year, whether that's to Syracuse. And here's a little fun statistic for you. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish are 25-0 and against their last 25 ACC opponents in the regular season. And both Syracuse and Clemson have Notre Dame on their schedules. Notre so Dame I just lost to Stanford. I, yes. They just lost to Stanford. Look at statistics, That's Taylor. 25-0. and 25-0. We will see. However, if you look historic, you guys got to look at the stuff historically. <laughs> 
I don't think Clemson comes out unscathed. I think they either drop to to Syracuse, Notre Dame, or Miami. I could see them very easily losing to any one of those teams. I don't think Syracuse is a good enough football team to get in there. So that eliminates Clemson. I think that eliminates Tennessee, and I think that eliminates Alabama. I think Georgia goes in completely undefeated. Ohio State takes care of Michigan. That leaves two spots absolutely wide open. So the winner of the Big 12 and the winner of the Pac-12, if they're both undefeated. And I could very easily see TCU doing that. They have Kansas State, then they got a couple of easy games, West Virginia and Texas Tech. Then you just got to take care of Texas. Baylor sucks this year, as, as much as that pains me to say. And Iowa State sucks this year. TCU has a very, very legit route. UCLA, on the other hand, has a tougher route. They got to play at Oregon this weekend. Ooh. And then they got... Uh, home against USC. I think that's a win. However, uh, we'll talk about it in a minute. I think UCLA is going to beat Oregon this weekend. And then you got Stanford, Arizona State, Arizona, and Cal. You win all. You win all of those. You got a test against Oregon. You got a test against USC. I think those are both wins. So UCLA gets that third spot, and I think it's either going to be TCU or Clemson who gets that fourth spot. I just don't think it's going to be TCU. I like I like that they they're definitely playing like it like it should be them. I think UCLA, even though it's tougher, like you said, that could be very like that could be a very legitimate case. Obviously, going to Oregon today, the team that's directly behind you too, in their place, that's going to be the real challenge. I've just seen Oregon get absolutely manhandled by Georgia. Absolutely manhandled. Forty-nine to three loss is that's just brutal. that's obliteration. I think or there's no shot Oregon gets in because no, no. one wants to see a, a Oregon Georgia rematch. You could throw USC in there in that argument, although last week's loss to Utah mm. hurts. But they go on a, another run, win the Pac-12. I I could see them getting in even over a Clem a one-loss Clemson team. I may be way overthinking Clemson. However, just I know DJ is kind of overrated. Um, so I, I that's just that's just realistically what makes the most sense in my mind. Well yeah, I'm looking I'm looking I'm taking a look at Oregon's schedule and I mean yeah, I feel like though they've turned it around since Georgia just literally just demolished them. I mean they beat a respectable BYU team. Uh, they, their schedule honestly uh, after it's this not respectable if BYU <laughs> lost to Notre Dame. <laughs> I know, I know. But um so I feel like, I mean, their toughest test, it looks like it's UCLA, and then the rest, it just looks kind of wide open. I mean, they, they play then Cal, then Colorado. Utah. Utah, I think that's definitely kind of scary. They're pumped by Utah. They got pumped by Utah twice last year. Yeah, I know, but I'm not saying that Oregon's going to make the playoff. I just feel like, I, I, I don't know. I feel like the Pac-12, really, I think that top spot's up for grabs. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say I don't have faith in UCLA, but I feel like they have a much tougher... Like way, I, I I just don't see them making the playoff. I mean TCU, I can you could definitely make a case for. I think that one game against Texas though is looking a little scary. The one game against Texas is TCU's I I believe biggest test. Quinn Ewers is nasty and should have beat Alabama if he didn't get hurt. I think Alabama gets pumped by Georgia in that SEC championship game, and I think Georgia takes care of business against Tennessee. So that eliminates Tennessee and Alabama. Ohio State eliminates Michigan. I think Clemson. Gets a loss this year. I think TCU wins out, and I think Oregon or uh, UCLA wins out, and they both get that uh, get that three and four spot. 
But enough of that talk. Let's uh let's talk about this next slate. A pretty I mean it's it's a good slate. It's not a great slate. Um we'll start off with number fourteen, Syracuse at number five Clemson. Uh, what's your guys' thoughts on this one? Who do you see winning? A little score prediction. I think this is the first game that Syracuse loses. At Clemson's 13.5-point favorites. I think they're going to clear that. It's um, definitely, obviously, not the story that Syracuse has been writing so far this year. But with that being said, I think this could be a three-touchdown game, maybe. If we're really feeling Syracuse like that, it, it won't. But I'm just not. I, I'm just not. There's just no way that this team is going is really going to give Clemson that big of a run, in my opinion. I would go, this is probably going to be a three-score game. Let's go maybe even more. I'm going to say 42-14 Clemson. Wow. wow. Yeah, I feel like I'm honestly getting the vibe of like a high-scoring game, too. I think, unfortunately, as much as it pains me to say it, I feel like Syracuse's magic run is going to come to an end against Clemson. I mean, you can't just really count them out. Um, I feel I feel like I see like Clemson like scoring like somewhere in like the 30s. I'm gonna say like mm, 35 to like 17, like around there, like kind of just like something like that. So that's craziness because I had just written down 34-17 Clemson. I think Clemson and Syracuse's run. It's a home game for Clemson. Syracuse has basically only been playing home games. I believe of their six or seven games, they have one game on the road, and it was at UConn. So I really don't see a world where Clemson loses this one, especially home game. That crowd is going to be fired up, a top 15 matchup. Uh, I just see Clemson walking away with this one. The next one, number 20, Texas at number 11, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State coming off a big loss to TCU. Uh, Thought, score, prediction? Texas is just so overrated always, I think. What? They They are. I, they just always they're gonna move to the SEC first of all, not for a, a little bit, but that I just don't I don't like this 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 football program. They just never there's always hype, and I just never see it. They they already have two losses. I think we make it three this week. I think Oklahoma State bounces back. It's I think it's gonna be obviously a lot closer than Clemson and Syracuse, but let's see. We have six and a half point favorites for Texas. Score prediction. I think Oklahoma State wins this, especially it's at home for them too. Let's go. I don't I don't think um, I, yeah, they're Texas is favored, but I just don't I don't I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening at all. I think we get a little bit of a kind of a middle of the pack kind of game. I'll go twenty eight twenty four Oklahoma State. They bounce back. Well, I disagree. I think Texas is back. You know, wow. I think they, you know, they've just looked really good to me this year. I mean, that they lost. It was just such a close game against Alabama. They, like we were saying, if Quinn Ewers was healthy, they would have won that game. I'm telling you. I I feel like I I just I remember just watching just two weeks ago the Oklahoma shutout. They just looked so good on the field. I feel like they're gonna. Really, if Quinn Ewers can work his magic, I think they can win again. I think the game is going to probably pretty be pretty close because Oklahoma State is pretty good. But uh, I don't know. I think I'm going to go 24-17 Texas. Uh, Spencer uh, Sanders is is very, very good at football. Give me, give me Oklahoma State. I think he's going to run all over 
Texas. It's a home game. I, I take a lot of stock in the home team in college football. It's one of the biggest advantages that you can have. Oklahoma State, I'm going to go like mm, 31-24 Oklahoma State over Texas. And then uh, this one, this next one I think is kind of an obvious pick here, but number 24 Mississippi State at number 6 Alabama. What are your thoughts? We're dealing with angry Saban here. Bama's winning. I, I don't know what the score is going to be. I feel like it'll be a very high-scoring game on Bama's part. Do you have a score, though? I'm thinking. I, I'm, I'm thinking something. Bama's 21-and-a-half-point favorites. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, you know what? I'll say. I'll say. a second mortgage and play <laughs> on Alabama. All right, I'll go, like, <laughs> 40 to 7. I don't know. I feel like if whenever I feel like whenever Nick Saban is angered, Bama just always plays so much better the next week. Um yeah, it's it's without a doubt, especially how I've been talking about this team for the way that they've played even though we're basing it on vibes cuz we're feeling Alabama this year. Vibes. <laughs> we're going to go with Alabama. They're going to easily clear. I'm not going to like completely just throw Mississippi State out because they are a top 25 team. I say they do get double-digit points. Only 10, though. I I, I say that Alabama is going to win, like, we'll go 45 to 10. Um, if I was a Mississippi State football player, I would currently be fearing for my life right now. Um, Alabama is going to absolutely run through them. Nick Saban is, just like Taylor mentioned, absolutely pissed i think he's probably really pissed at will anderson so i expect a big game from him this week uh i got 56 14 alabama just Mm -hmm. just runs through them they get a couple lucky scores but uh two more games to talk about number 17 kansas state at number eight tcu this is a big test for tcu especially with my prediction what are you guys thoughts i think it's going to be close I have faith in TCU, though. I mean, TCU, like we've been saying, has looked so strong this year, so I really can't see them losing to Kansas State. But they've lost, I think, three in a row to Kansas State, so this is honestly probably a pretty big test for them. As for the score, I feel like, I don't know, my gut's kind of telling me it's going to be like kind of midway, like not super high scoring, not like ridiculously low either. Um, Maybe like, I want to say like maybe 21-14 TCU. One score game. I think it may even be closer than that, but I may I may completely backtrack from that now. Now I'm thinking about it because TCU's offense is just like they're just better uh, in the air, <laughs> in the air. But on the ground, on the ground, Kansas State is a better team, and defensively they're a better team too. Not by much, but by enough. This TCU team. I'm just I'm reading this right now. Fifth in total yards in all of college football. That that that's saying a lot for TCU to be that high in that category. Sure, why not? Um, give me TCU though. I think they'll they'll knock out Kansas State from the Big Twelve talk. Um, three and a half point favorites. Let's go with thirty five. 28 fair, fair fair i think that's fair um i have a lot more faith in tcu i think tcu is really? gonna kind of run away with this blow one. them out of the water uh i got 38 14 tcu just handily defeat some it's at tcu um big game for duggan to really go out there and prove himself in the final game the big one this week 
Number nine, UCLA at number 10, Oregon. What are you guys' thoughts? This is such a toss-up for me. I really, oh, man. I, I feel like it go either way. UCLA on the road. Yep. And, yeah, what you were saying, too, before, Dan, honestly, home field advantage in college football is, like, probably one of the most, like, biggest home field advantages in all of sports Big count time. count Big professional time. sports too just something about the college students too they get all they get fired up they get more get fired a up rowdy, you know? yeah it's just a little rowdy tear down some goal posts you have to start some gofundmes <laughs> to get it back up i i ah, man i know you really like ucla dan i do really like UCLA, and i agree with you on oregon so I'm going to stick with UCLA. I kind of made it sound like there may have been an upset there, but I think UCLA is going to win this. I don't think – UC- Oregon's favored too, probably because it's a home game, but I think it's closer than what the spread says. It's at uh, minus six in favor of Oregon. Um, let's go with – I. it's going to be – wow, it's going to be close. I'm going to say 33-30 UCLA. Yeah, I agree. I feel like it's going to be separated by just a couple points. Um, oh man, this is tough. Uh, I mean, Oregon does have that home field advantage, but I don't know. UCLA has just looked so good this year. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like. Oh man, I'm like trying to think because I know I feel like it's just going to be super close. Okay, you know what? I'm just going to say UCLA. I I feel like. We were, I just, Danny, I keep thinking about what we were talking earlier, that Georgia game with Oregon, I feel like it's always going to be in the back of my mind. And, like, like UCLA is undefeated right now. Um, Score-wise, I feel like, Will, I kind of, I got to agree with you, like, 30 to 33, I think it's going to be pretty close. But, like, not ridiculously high scoring, but, like, kind of up there. Yeah, I mean, I kind of already showed my hand earlier. Uh, give me UCLA in this one, 45-28. Really? UCLA, Whoa. UCLA shows everyone why they get that fourth spot why they get that either third or fourth spot in the playoffs i think ucla is a very good football team um i think chip kelly is a phenomenal coach for the college game not the nfl um but i think ucla is very good this year and i think they're getting kind of mis miscalculated in this one because they are the road team you think though that they have a chance to be third though at the end of the year Yes, because of just what I said. Because I think Clemson loses one of one of their games this year. Uh, Georgia takes care of Tennessee. Georgia also stomps Alabama in that SEC championship. Ohio State takes care takes care of Michigan. So, and I also think Alabama takes care of TCU or takes care of Ole Miss. So that leaves TCU and UCLA right there, number eight and number nine, to jump up to number three and number four. I don't know. I still feel like I have faith in Clemson. I'm looking at the schedule. Like, do we really think they're going to fall to, like, Miami or Louisville? I don't know. I just see them dropping one this year. I just I just do. I've seen, okay. it, I've seen it time and time again. But I think that is pretty much going to wrap it up for us. For Will Talent and Taylor Massetta, I am Danny Scott. Thank you to our producer, Pat Amaturo.